0: this is Nick. Welcome back to Vantage Point Podcast. So glad you're with us for another week. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome, welcome, welcome to this awesome podcast. Whether you're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts, thank you for being here. Um, If you've been with us before, welcome back. Uh, We're going to jump right into uh, week two of a brand new series that I've been doing called Dream Vision. I do want to encourage you to go back and check out week one of the series where we talked about the blueprint. We are in Genesis. We're looking at the story of Joseph. Uh, We're going to do a little recap later, uh, but I definitely encourage you to go check out that full episode. And so really, as we kicked off this series last week, this was... um, it's season three of Vantage Point, and uh, the series we're in is called Dream Vision, and we're looking to answer this question: right, it's can you dream beyond what you see? And I said it a bit ago. Our focus is on the Book of Genesis and the life of Joseph. And this quote I found that's gonna we're gonna come back to it a little later toward the end, but I wanted to at least share it um, up front. And it says, "Vision gets the dream started." Dreaming employs your God-given imagination to reinforce the vision. I'm going to say it again. Vision gets the dream started, right? That's where it starts. That's where the dream starts. You get the vision from God. And dreaming employs our God-given imagination, right? Imagination is God-given, the ability to think, the ability to see beyond what's in front of us. And then that imagination, those thoughts reinforce God's vision, and we're gonna get back to that. Uh, but last week we act we started in Genesis 37, and we see Joseph. We're introduced to him, and um, we 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 see Joseph with his brothers, and he tells them about this wild dream he had about ruling over them. Right. And then, you know, they already had their feelings about Joseph and then this dream just took them to the limit. You know, they plotted to kill Joseph. Um, and and that's really where his journey begins. And and one thing we know, and one thing I want to share is that when God gives a vision, know that there's a journey on the other side of that vision. And one thing I, I, I love definitions and vision is defined As the ability to see something that you imagine, a picture that you see in your mind, something that you see or dream, especially as a part of a religious or supernatural experience. And this is how I view dream vision. It's our ability to see God's vision before it happens. Joseph's dream was literally the vision God had for his life. That vision was decided long ago before his journey even began, before he was born. God had a purpose, vision, and journey mapped out long before he revealed it to Joseph. And we're no different. He He has a vision, a purpose, and a journey mapped out for us long before it's revealed to us. And last week, like I said, we looked at the blueprint, the blueprint of Joseph's life, and this week I want to look at the journey of Joseph's life, and so this part two of dream vision is called the journey. And in reading through his journey this week, literally reading from Genesis thirty-eight all the way to Genesis fifty, there was so much in there, so much that we could unpack and unravel, and and will most likely have to go back and re- revisit in, in different ways. But there was so much there, but I found a few keys. That, that I truly believe will help us as we discover our dream vision and we begin our journeys. And so the first point that I want to include in this is the journey includes company. And, and I want to start in Genesis 39 verses 2 and 6. It says, the Lord was with Joseph. the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in house and field. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge or in his command. And because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And and really, when you think about this journey that that God ultimately puts us on, right, we we don't have. The GPS for it, right? And if you think about, like, when you're you're in your car and you you know you're about to go to a restaurant or you're about to go somewhere, you're about to go out of town. You know, there was a time where you had to open up a big map and you had to find, you know, kind of map it out and actually look on a piece sheet of paper. But now we're able to open up our phones, type in an address, and it will tell us exactly how to get there. And and, and the one thing you know, when I was thinking about this and this journey. Is that it it can be a daunting task when you really think about this dream vision that you might have. And the beauty of it is just like in the scripture, the Lord is what God is literally with us. He's he's company. He we are with him on this journey, he's with us on this journey. And, and we can see that in Joseph's life. And in and in that company comes success. We see that with Joseph. We see that over and over he's literally is in his egyptian ruler's house he's here and now he's goes from being his slave to now being the person in charge of his house and and that's literally when you think about the company of god the company of him in our journey you know not only is he making the the path for us but he's also along that journey giving us success giving us um charge over things, making us, putting us in positions that we most likely would not have gotten had we not been in company with him, have relationship with him. And so that's one thing about this journey when it comes to dream vision is that literally God is with us through that vision. So in another part of Genesis, and it actually will, will kind of bleed into our second point, but Genesis 39, 19 through 23, it says, as soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled and Joseph Ma- Joseph's master took him and put him into prison. The place where the king's prisoners were confined and he was there in prison. But but again, verse 21, remember the journey has company. Verse 21 says, but the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love, unfailing love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of, of the prison and the keeper of the prison put joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in prison whatever was done there he was the one who did it the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in joseph's charge because the lord was with him and whatever he did the lord made it succeed literally here we see joseph again in this, in this place where he's thrown in jail again, right? And we, we saw we saw it when he was put, uh, sold into slavery by his brothers. He was made ruler of this house. And then Pontifer's wife, which we're going to get into that in point two. But now we see him in prison. And again, the Lord was with him. And I love what it says in verse 23 is that it says that the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge. Not because of who Joseph was, it was because the Lord was with him. And, and one thing that I, that I really want to point out when it comes to dream vision, like we're, we're you start to see things unfold along this journey that that ultimately leads to a revelation that we're going to get into a little later. But just keep that in mind. Like it wasn't because of who joseph was it was because of who god was because he was with him and then again whatever he did the lord made it succeed and so that's that's one of the things that you know that's kind of like the highlight of the journey right the journey to the blueprint to the dream vision that's that's the highlight right the company you get with the lord you get to as you walk this journey he's with you every step of the way and i love to say it this way god will never God's not going to give you something that he's not willing and able to accompany you on. Like, I'm reminded of of the story of Noah. Like, literally, God gave Noah the, the, the instruction and vision to build something that was bigger than him, that was for something that he had never seen. And in this moment where God is literally telling him, I'm going to kill everybody except you. But I want you to build this thing that you've never seen, that you've never built. And and when we read Noah, it literally says, and Noah did all God commanded him to do. Noah never asked, where do I get the wood from? Noah never asked, how do I build a boat? Noah never asked, what is a boat? What, is, what are these things? He literally, because of, there's, a, there's a piece of that scripture that's before, and it says he had relationship with God. He, he had this communion with God, this connection that he knew deep down that if God is asking me to do it, he must be able to be there with me while I do it. And, and Joseph, I feel, is no different. And for us, it's no different. Like we know that God is there for us and we know he, he's in our company along this journey. So if he's giving you something that, that you know is bigger than you. Don't don't fear because that company is going to be there along the journey, and so that 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 again that company is a highlight of the journey, but then there's there's going to be some low light right, and so another thing that we we know is that the journey includes tests, and again we go right back into joseph in charge of pontifer's house we go back to pontifer's wife in genesis 39 six twelve. 12 it says so he left all that he had in joseph's charge and because of him he had no concern about anything but the food he ate now joseph was handsome in form and appearance and after a time his master's wife cast her eyes on joseph and said lie with me but he refused and said to his master's wife behold Because of me, my master has no concern about anything in this house, and he has put everything he has in my charge. He is not greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me except you because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? And as she spoke to Joseph day after day, he would not listen to her to lie beside her or to be with her. But one day when he went into the house to do his work and none of the men of the house was there in the house, she caught she caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. But he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. The one thing that we know, that I know, when it comes to the, the journey of dream vision is we're gonna have tests. Some are gonna be big. Some are going to be small, some are going to be monumental in, in trying to fathom where am I, what, is, and and that some of the tests may put you in compromising positions. And it, it's so, you know, one thing that, that really struck me was in verse nine, and, and and he said to her, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin, not against Pontifer, not against her, not against himself, but against God, how can I do this against God? And really, what I think he's saying again—if you go back to point one—we're in this company, this relationship, this journey with God. How can I forfeit this, this dream vision? Because again, remember, the dream wasn't ruling Pontifer's house. The dream was his brothers kneeling before him in different, different, um, metaphoric. Uh, visions the stalks of grain and things like that but it was his brothers kneeling to him and he was ruling over them so he might be over pontifer's house but he's not at that vision yet and so he he knows that while this feels good because again you think about it he just came out of slavery and being sold and almost killed by his brothers and now he's ruling this house for pontifer and for some of us, we might think this moment is it. This is the movement. Here we are. We made it. I'm ruling something. But it's not what God said. It's not what God showed you. God didn't show you a house. He showed you a nation. God didn't show you a, 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 a poem. He showed you a book. God didn't show you you know a, a YouTube video or a TikTok video. God showed you a nationally televised, globally televised show that's what God showed you. So don't let the moment of success trick you into believe that that's the movement. Like we you know, we just saw, you know in this Super Bowl that's coming up, but we the big conversation in the Super Bowl is, you know, Tom Brady has six Super Bowl rings, and oh my goodness, he might get seven and all of these things. And what if Tom Brady after the first one just said, I'm good. I don't I don't really care to win anymore. No, because there was something in him that said this one was good, but it's a moment. There's more to this than that. And so we have to think in the same mindset. Don't let the success of a moment disrupt the movement because we ultimately fall victim to tests. And even we see that even despite this test, Joseph is still falsely accused and thrown in prison. But these tests are going to come. And I love there was another test that I, th- I think some people might not see as a test, but if you really look into the scripture and really see it, um, it's actually in Genesis 42, uh, 6 through 13. And this is at this point, Joseph is now governor of Egypt. He's the governor of the land. He's a second in command and he is running the show. He is he is it. This is it's, it's Pharaoh and then it's Joseph. Right. And it says now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them, but he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them where do you come from he asked from the from the land of canaan they replied to buy food although joseph recognized his brothers they did not recognize him then he remembered his dreams about them and said you are spies you have come to see where our land is protected so i want to stop at verse 9 for a second because it's it's funny because you see joseph's in the verse it says joseph remembered his dreams And then he said to them, you are spies, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. And I would think that in that moment, he's remembering his dreams about them. He's remembering the stalks of grain vision that he had, the dream and and all of these things. And, And he's not saying it's me, but he's having this moment where it ultimately becomes a test of does he want to get revenge on the very people that tried to harm him? That tried to do him in, tried to kill him, tried to get rid of him, sold him, didn't care about him. And now they have him and he's he's here. He's he's his dream has become reality. The vision that God had, which we'll find out here shortly, that that it's not quite this. This was only a piece of the vision that that this was a small piece. But it means so much more. And so Joseph continues on in verse 10, or or his brothers say, no, my Lord, they, they said, your servants have come to buy food. We are the son. We are all the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. No, he said to them, you have come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, your servants were 12 brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more and they kind of go back and forth and joseph basically says you know what i don't still i still don't believe you but do this you all go back and or i'm going to send one of you back get your brother bring him back to me so i know that you're telling the truth if you don't come back it's still false but i'm going to put you in jail and we go down to verse 17 and it says and he put them all in custody for three days and it's when you think about this that, that was this test for Joseph, for him to ultimately get to the point of, is he going to let the emotion of what happened hinder the vision of what needs to happen? And for, for a lot of us, it, it's, you know, we're, we're at this moment and we can all probably think back to this the journeys that we're on. And and whether you you've you've reached the God vision, uh that, that that you saw or you're on your way. But along that journey you're gonna run into people. You're gonna run into things that you might have thought were, were terrible, you might things that, you know, he's running into his brothers. And in this moment he literally has this just he's he's filled with emotion, I would imagine. And, and he's, takes this game and they're playing around and he's kind of going back and forth with them. And then at one point he's overwhelmed with emotion and he has to reveal to them who he is. And so he does that and, and it becomes this, this, this reunion, but it's still just kind of like, man, I don't, this is, it's just an odd thing. And then, so it continues on. And one of the things that we see is that Joseph, again, Passed the test. He didn't succumb to the 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 desire for resentment or the desire for revenge. And for a lot of us, it's the same way. It's it's how can we resist the test, right? Because they're going to come. That's part of the journey. Like we talked about, the company of of God with us is a highlight. The test of a journey can feel like a low light. It could feel like, you know, you might get to the point of a test where you don't even believe that the vision you saw is, is what you're supposed to do, but know that these tests come. And again, we can't, even in the test, we can't forget. We still got company. God is still there in the test. He didn't leave us. He never left us during the test. God is with him right now as he's going with his brothers. And, and I truly believe the emotions just overtook him. And he reveals himself to his brothers. And, and, and really what that leads to is my third point is the journey includes understanding. And I love Genesis verse 20. It says, as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. And, you know, I, I, that's most likely I think that I feel like Genesis fifty twenty is one of those scriptures that is widely known. But one thing I've, I've seen with uh, scriptures that, you know, that are well known is it's oftentimes the passages that precede or follow them are just as powerful. And I love what verse 21 says. It says, so do not fear. This is Joseph talking to his brothers. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus, he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And and to me, this is one of the biggest reveals, one of the biggest revelations that we get um, in in our God given journey. And if you with the con, just give you some more context. At this point, their father just died. Jacob has just died. He he's the patriarch of the family. The brothers all thought that oh my gosh, Joseph Jacob is gone. He our father has died, and Joseph just he's he's going to get his revenge now. He. He's been, you know, he was playing with us before. He was kind of mean. We didn't know. And then we found out it was him. And then we went and got our dad and we brought him back. And man, I don't know. I he He's going to get it. He's going to get us now. He's going to give it to us because, I mean, we sold him. We wanted to kill him. We hated him. We ripped his, his robe. And then literally he says, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. And really what I feel like Joseph realized that what started as a dream to him was the vision God had for his life not a vision of him ruling Egypt but a vision that was set in motion for that moment the moment that he would say to his brothers the one who plotted to kill him who sold him forgot about him in that land of Dothan don't worry about this don't worry about that don't worry about what you did I'm going to provide for you and your children. And and when we reach the moment that God's vision is live and in color in our lives, we come to this revelation. It was never about you. It was always about them. We, We literally get the understanding that this journey we've been on had nothing to do with us. It was all about everybody else, even the people that you might have despised, may have been out to get you, the people you've never met, the people who you do know. This journey that you're on is literally for them. And I, I want to close with this thought about the journey or any journey, really. When, when we start a journey, we, we always start with certain thoughts, ideas motives, goals. When we reach the end of that journey, most of those thoughts and ideas and motives, they either seem to change or they become less vital to living out that dream vision. I remember I gave this example in the first week about being a professional athlete when I grew up. That's what I wanted to be. And when I was younger, it was about it was all about me. It was all about me playing baseball and me doing this and me doing that. And at a certain point, I don't remember the age, but at a certain point, I remember my thinking shifted and it became, if that really happens, how can I help my family? What, how will I give back? Like, I want to be able to help people. I want to be able to have this million dollar contract to help people like homeless people or charities, all of these things. And I don't, you know, there was this desire To want to help other people through my dream vision. And if you step back and imagine your dream vision, like, what do you see? You know, we, with the whole premise and theme of this episode is, can you see, can you dream beyond what you see? And I would encourage you, if you can dream beyond what you can see, dream beyond what you can dream, go beyond that. And the quote I used earlier, I said we we we're going to come back to it and and remind you, it says, vision gets the dream started. Dreaming employs your God-given imagination to reinforce the dream. Visions are from God and they begin the dream. Dreams allow our imagination, which is from God, to reinforce the vision. So when God sets in motion the vision he has for our life. We often, we, we may see it in a dream. And then our imagination, our ability to see something that's not there is from God. He created us. So that is a connection point to his vision. And it reinforces our vision. It reinforces our our energy, our excitement, our, our everything about it. And what's crazy is like, we can put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. We, we probably have had a dream already and met resistance. We probably have begun a journey and have had some highs and lows and some tests and triumph. But one thing is true. We know the journey matters. And the journey is inevitable when we say yes. The journey doesn't begin until we say yes. Next week is going to be week 3 of Dream Vision and you know we talked about putting ourselves in the narrative and that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to be sharing the vision and journey of Vantage Point podcast and 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 what that has been like for me because I can tell you while the podcast says it started in 2019 I can assure you the journey and the vision was way before. Um and, and God has already started bringing back things to memory that were prophesied to me, said to me dreams I would have as a child that I never understood. And God is literally in this series, have birthed those things and connected them to show me a thread or a roadmap to where we are today. And so be sure to tune into that next week. And before we go, I just want to pray for people because I know sometimes vision and, and dreaming and seeing things, it's not easy. And so I'm just praying for everybody that that God just continues to to pour into you and continue to, to help you dream. And, and that when you see that dream or you're walking that journey, that you remember that he's in your company, that there's going to be tests and there's going to be triumphs. And you're always going to get that understanding and just know that your dream, that vision that God has for you is bigger than you and it's never about you. It's about others. And so I, I pray that you embrace that and you run with that. And that just unlocks you to, to drive that vision even more. And so just I just thank God for each and every one of you. And just hopefully, you, you know, you'll be back again and God will continue to pour into you. And just want to remind you, of course, next week, Monday for Vantage Point, new episodes. And then on Fridays, Pop Gospel Speak Radio at 11 a.m. Thank you for rolling with us another week and continue to share, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week on Vantage Point.